We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone! Hi! Welcome to another episode of Unabashedly Obsessed A podcast where we talk about things that we generally know we're going to talk about And then talk about them yeah. Something, Trademark. Something like that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so, um, a show where we talk a lot. We, we, we do talk a lot. Um, so far we've gotten no responses back to talk less, so uh, I'm, I'm going to take that as an endorsement of talking. Yeah. So go talking. It's always good for talk radio to have talking. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into what our topic is, and I say that with trepidation because the last time we said before we get into the topic... <laughs> We had to make two episodes, right? Or we made us right. Um, so we, I promise, we'll get to the to the to the actual topic. But first, we have some no context corrections. We do. So I, when I was a kid, yes, I watched this show. Well, it was a, it was a movie with my brother repeatedly. It was called Fluffy Dogs. Okay, Fluffy. Fluffy. F L U P P Y. Today, the F stands for Fluffy. You can nice. follow us on Twitter at UFO Podcast. Today, the F stands for Fluffy. Perfect. Um, you can also follow us at Unabashed Laren and at Unabashed James. Yes. So yeah, nobody else has ever heard of Fluffy Dogs, but it was apparently a Disney thing. Okay. They had planned, I think, to make it a series. Like, they did like an hour-long TV movie, and we must have gotten it at Blockbuster. I don't right. know where we could have found it because we didn't have the Disney Channel right. when I was a kid. Right. I saw the animation from Fluffy Puppies? Fluffy, fluffy dogs. Fluffy dogs, right. Yeah. And it looks sort of like the same animation uh, that Disney was using for the Black Cauldron. Okay. Around then, around then yeah. sort of pre-Little Mermaid, post-Aristocats uh, like sort of 80s. They may have actually used the same mountain that they had in the Black Cauldron yeah. at the beginning of the Fluffy Dogs movie. <laughs> right, right. Let's just stick some pastel dogs on right. this and call it good. Exactly. How can we make this Black Cauldron have more puppy dogs? They're called fluffy dogs. <laughs> we'll just put some puppies on it. We'll just flip around the puppy dogs. Fluffy dogs. Um, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder. Well, are they fluffy puppy dogs? Is that well? So they're not actually dogs. They're like they're not aliens. They're like other dimensional beings. Huh. Like they're from another world, and they have this crystal that acts as a key that can open up doors to other dimensions and so that's how they get to our world and they get picked up by animal control right and end up in the pound right and this little boy jamie his mom gets him a dog from the shelter and they kind of look like pastel and white english sheep dogs they're yeah. like super yeah. shaggy but small yeah like probably i mean if it was an actual dog it would probably be like 35 pounds right yeah um like you know roughly below adult knee height roughly roughly Below. R- roughly. Rough, roughly. Roughly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dog joke. I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't at first. <laughs> you had to bark at me. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a cute little show, and I guess it never really took off. They made toys, which right. you can still buy on eBay. Right. And I'm very sad that my mom got rid of my Stanley Aww. at some point. Would you ever buy... Them on eBay? I looked into it, and if I could find one that was... I, I almost bought a Stanley. It was, yeah. in, it was in, you know, like new condition. Yeah. And I almost bought it, and I was going to buy the pink, one of the pink ones for Lorelai, and then Stanley was blue, and right. I was going to buy him for Kaylee. And then I was like, you know what? They watched this one time on YouTube. Kaylee didn't pay attention, and Lorelai was like, 
yeah, I liked it. I'm like, would you watch it again? She goes, probably not. Honest. I probably shouldn't spend, you know, $40 on stuffed dogs from my childhood (laughs) that my children will never play with. Oh, yes. Trying to to bestow nostalgia on children. But I wanted to. Yeah. I miss Stanley. He was snuggly. You could get a Stanley for yourself. I could. I probably will at some point. I mean, let's be honest. That's true. So, yeah. So, that was my, I mean, kind of... So that was sort not of the, fan theory, but like in the alternate, the alternate, right? Yeah, right. like the alternate reality thing. Because I nobody else remembers Fluffy Dogs, right? Yeah, I mean those like um, blockbuster or even like I don't know if you ever did video rentals at the grocery store. Did no. You ever, yeah, I don't know how widespread this was, but like in Nebraska, when you wanted to rent a video, you did it like at the grocery store. Like oh, there no, was a, we always there was a went, video section. Oh no, we always went to. It used to be Errol's. Sure, Errol's video, and then got bought out by Blockbuster. Do you, do your memories of when you're young are they like? Do you have like a sense of 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 lightness? I have. I feel like I feel like when I'm my memories of when I'm like four and five mm-hmm. feel very dark. Like getting up at like four a.m. That kind of dark. Do you have the, the? Is that not really? It's so weird because I feel like the, those like grocery store video like I have very strong feelings and memories about getting them like the Muppet movie or like uh, there was a show called Visionaries, okay, um, which was uh, Merlin in the future has these people compete in a comp- compete in a competition or whatever, but the only point of the competition is to see what kind of characters they have. And and then match those with animals and put them in little holograms on their chests and then they can turn into the animals. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was definitely to sell the toys with the hologram animals on them. Like huh. it was, it's it's so thinly <laughs> not like it's so like. Oh, we're all together. We have these things. You could collect us all if you wanted to, Merlin. <laughs> um, it, but like it was. I watched, apparently that was a show as well, but I watched like the TV movie, the pilot movie of that from the grocery store a lot too. But yeah, those like, you know, those sort of niche grocery store finds that like only were at your Blockbuster or your video store, like the one copy that they have randomly from something that became beloved to you, but not to anyone else or whatever. So weird. Yeah. No, my, my memories don't have... A sense of lightness or darkness attached yeah. to them, really. I do have very vivid memories of repeatedly asking my mom if we could rent Labyrinth. Yeah. Because the cover has a girl in a pretty princess dress. Sure. And my mom was like, no, that movie will scare you. And results? Mom correct or not correct? Well, she was incorrect because by the time I finally rented it, I was like 13. You, you were renting things on your own and you were at the perfect age to watch Labyrinth for the first time? I Honestly, I think the main reason my mom didn't want me to rent it is because she didn't want me trying to get goblins to come take my brother away. Oh, fair point. She said it's because she thought it would scare me, but honestly, I think she was afraid that I would try to make a pact to have David Bowie steal my brother. I mean, that was in his contract. And he could steal any baby that... And uh, let's be honest, my brother would have been totally down with being kidnapped by David Bowie. Oh, Sure. Even at, like, age four. Yeah. He would have been like, yeah, I'll I'll go with you, crazy man in super tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> was it David Bowie or was it just a guy with a van that looked kind of like David Bowie? I mean, at eight years old, I would have been pretty non-discriminatory. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Well, um, if if listening to my favorite murder on my end has taught me anything, is that uh, growing up in the eighties and nineties, we were just this close from kidnap and death, like all the time, all the time, like walking home by ourselves, interacting with grown ups we didn't know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, on that um, light note, I do have another um, a, a similar thing. So, I have a vivid memory of going to a friend's house. Her name was Patty Reese. Hi, Patty. Hi, Patty. If you remember me, I will be utterly shocked. Number one fan. Number one fan, Patty Reese. Um, actually, Patty may have been the mom's name. Oh. Now that I'm thinking about it, so <laughs> hi, Patty, Patty, and or Patty's mom and or daughter. One, um, one, hello to all three of you. He- hello, Reese women. Um, but so I went to her house and we watched this movie that much internet research has shown me must have been The Hug-A-Bunch. Okay. That sounds so familiar. Where a little girl, like, goes through a... She's, like, ignored by her family. Like, her parents and her older siblings just keep... Right. No, we can't play with you. No, we can't play with you. She goes through a mirror into... Yeah. Um, So so her parents get on a plane to France Uh and leave her behind. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So she goes, like, into into this mirror where there are all of these... I feel like it was a Jim Henson, or maybe a Jim Henson knockoff. It won an Emmy. All of these, that is astounding to me. (laughs) Because I watched it on YouTube recently to see if it was the same movie, and some of the scenes brought back enough memories that I'm pretty sure it had to be the Hug-A-Bunch, but man, was it terrible. But, so she goes through this mirror into, like, Hug-A-Bunch land, or whatever, and I remember having a toy that was I guess a hug-a-bunch doll right but it was like an adult one and it came with like a little matching baby one so the adult one was maybe like seven inches tall and the baby was like maybe two or three inches tall right I have what I remember in my head does not match what is in that movie like the doll that I picture in my head that I know is a doll that I owned yeah is not a Hug-A-Bunch doll, but for some reason in my brain, I have mashed that doll and the Hug-A-Bunch movie yeah. together to be the same thing. Well, and I cannot figure out what that doll that I'm picturing is. I have never been able to find it on the internet. Don't you wish you could download, like, mental images sometimes? Yes. That'd be so good. Yes. It was a 1980s toy line from the Kenner, Parker Brothers, and Hallmark Cards companies. So, wow. So the people that made uh, Barbie, I believe, was Kenner, wasn't it? Mattel. Mattel. What was Kenner? Probably. Mattel knockoff. A Mattel knockoff. Um, Parker Brothers board games and yeah. then Hallmark cards. It won uh, an, a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Visual Effects, and it cost $1.4 million oh to my produce. God. It was the most expensive TV special ever produced at the time. Oh, I need. Uh, so. Everybody pause this podcast right now and go look up the Hug a Bunch on YouTube <laughs> and just watch two minutes of it. This is and wrap your mind around the thing that James just told us. Nineteen eighty five uh, is the line generated over forty million dollars in sales, though. I mean, I believe that, but man, it was not good. Along with a making of special, it was released on VHS. Laserdisc and Beta <laughs> Laserdisc by Vestron Videos Children's Video Library and here's the most important part hang on to the edges of your seats whether it re- will be released on DVD and or Blu-ray remains to be seen 
Okay. Oh, that is a nail biter. Yeah. We will keep you posted. I'm going to set up a Google <laughs> alert. We'll, we'll put it on the wiki and we will update that oh as my soon as we have an update. But, I mean, I only lump that in because I, don't, I do not know what that doll that I'm picturing is. Yeah. And the movie snippets that I watched only kind of, like, tickled the edge of this is what I'm... Like, I, re- I have, I've got a very clear memory of some of, like, the bad guy, like, the villainess yeah. in that movie. And what I'm remembering her going through the mirror and, like... I'm remembering the girl, like, going through the mirror and, like, circling down Alice in Wonderland style. Yeah. But, like, creepy Alice in Wonderland style. Right. I don't know. What I'm remembering I might be making up. Well, but think about... Or it was an alternate reality. Or it was an alternate reality in which you had gone through a mirror. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, think, but think about all the things that we've just t- that we've just talked about from the eighties. Yeah, they're all like girl neglected by family goes through mirror or goes through portal to uh-huh. other door, other dimension, where she's more accepted by the weirdos. Right on the other side, like it's. I mean, no wonder you you maybe mashed some of these together. Yeah, they're all kind of the, the like, same. Yeah, so. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if some of the uh, the dark falling down a rabbit hole uh, portal that I'm picturing, it may have actually come from Fluffy Dogs. <laughs> nice. nice. Fluffy Dogs, the secret influence on all of Aaron's references. Yes. <laughs> it is on YouTube. I mean, if you guys want to watch it, it's like an hour-long thing. It's on YouTube. My kids did actually pay attention to it. When, when we get to this episode on the wiki, which... If you got, you it will know, happen eventually. It will happen eventually. If you guys want to help out, it's uh, unabashedlyobsessed.wikia, W-I-K-I-A.com. Uh, if you want to help out by doing episode recaps or whatever, <laughs> you can you can look. I've, I've basically, I think I've laid out pretty much my idea for what these things should look like uh, for the first episode. I'm not through the first episode yet, but like... You're still not? I, I, I mean, I've worked on it since, yeah. since whatever, but uh, yeah, so... Uh, you know, Wikipedia or a wiki is a, a, is a collaborative effort. So. Uh-huh. Hey, I collaborated. You did collaborate. You collaborated all over that. <laughs> I wrote down the names of everybody who's ever been on The Walking Dead. <laughs> As a challenge to me. Uh-huh. Um, That's how I do. So, uh, we'll, and we'll link to that uh, YouTube video yes. uh, when we get to it. Or you can link to it. You. Not you. You. Were... you. Yeah, okay. you. The only other no context correction that I have is the Allegiant ending. Right. Which falls into that fan theory alternate, well, more alternate reality thing. Right. This, now, this feels like conspiracy theory territory to me. Yes. Um, so, okay, so Allegiant is the third divergent book, the third and final book in a trilogy. Right. Um, it was made into a movie that was released this, um, this spring. Was it this it was um, yeah. It I was, guess it had to have been. It was the last day. We, my, my wife and I went and saw it on the last day of March. Of this year. Okay. In my mind, it ended in a way that that said, this is it. This is the right. last movie. Um, we're ending things a bit differently than the book series, which ends with a, with a tragic slash sacrificial martyr sort of right. death. We're not ending with that death. We're ending sort of on a more happy note. And I sort of was like, okay, I, I mean, you went with sort of the, the, the easier, less... Less tragic sort of ending, but okay. The cop out ending, right? The cop out ending, and 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 that's fine. Done. Good. You know, 
good series overall. Right. The first one was the best, but the the you know whatever. But it turns out, <laughs> and you had you had something similar. You saw something similar. Yeah, I remember it ending with the two main characters looking out over the skyline, saying, "You know, everything is finally going to be okay." Yeah, let's put this city back together. And nobody Friends. else in the frame. Right. No other people watching them. Right. Just the two characters saying, we're going to put the city back together again and everything will be nice and peachy. Now, you... Roll credits. When did you see it? Do you, do Maybe you a week call? or two before you. Okay. It was... I think it was before you. Okay. Because I remember when you said you had seen it, I was like, and the ending was stupid because it wasn't like the book. And you were like, yeah, Kristen was really sick. Yeah. Well, so we were kind of, like, not totally focused on the ending. Well, I... You were. I, I was. Because <laughs> I was like... I mean, like, if it had been more in line with what I remembered from the from the book series, I might not have been, because I might have been like, right. yes, 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 I remember this, and all this happens, and whatever. But I, I sort of saw my... felt my attention being drawn. Because, I mean, honestly, there was also nothing I could do right. for her. Yeah. Um, and so I was sort of like, oh my gosh, are they... And I sent you a text, I believe, that was something like, they totally chickened out. Yes. And didn't and didn't do you know the ending and the, you're like oh my god they totally chickened out yes so it turns out apparently <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron and I saw some sort of different movie or something so so the movie that is being described on Wikipedia and is available for watching now. On DVD. On DVD. Has an ending that is like what we described, only the bad guy is looming over one of their shoulders, or, undefeated. Or watching them on a screen or something. In, in like drone form. Like his drone yeah. is, is over one of her shoulders and it's like, oh man, he's not dead yet. They still have another battle to fight, whatever. Even though you and I both really remember him being I feel like vanquished. He, like, he flew away and... It, and, and exploded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he was in a thing that blew up. Right. So then, uh, they're making... They, so apparently, the plan was always um, Allegiant Part 1 and Allegiant Part 2. So they say. So then they decided not to have a Part 1 and Part 2 because everyone else is doing that. Right. Um, which is a fair point. But instead, they were going to call it Allegiant, and then the last one was going to be called Ascendant, which I don't know if Ascendant is any part of the series. It could have been, no. like, the... It's... Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, unless there was, like, a spin-off novella or, from someone else's point of view that was called Ascendant. Which there wasn't, because there was a spin-off series of books from Four's point of view right. called Four. Yeah. Um, but but the I, Ascendant could have been the title of a of a chapter or a section or something. Or a fan fiction. Or a fan fiction <laughs> is is what they changed part two's name to. And that was going to come out this fall. And now it's coming out as a TV movie, apparently. And I don't remember anything. Like, I feel like, yes, like the big... You know, the death that you described doesn't happen in the movie. Right. And it does happen in the book. But other than that, I'm pretty sure the book and the movie ended in the same place. I feel like... I mean, like... Like, I don't remember anything from the book that didn't happen in the movie that it seemed like there was a cliffhanger. Like, 
oh no, right. they like they didn't do the whole last half of the book. Now, to be fair, I also thought that there were one or two more deaths that they copped out on with the gas. Yes. I thought that that stuff with the gas and Miles Teller, I don't remember yeah. what his name was. Peter. Peter, right. I thought... Who, real quick, can I just say, I love that guy. He is super, he super was, charming. I mean, okay, t- Four's face was the best part of the Divergent. Well, okay, F- Four's... Four was the best right. part of the Divergent series. Four is very pretty. I, I can't remember the actor's name, but um, he's very pretty. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Tobias Easton, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's his, his character's, character's name. name. Right. Um, oh, Theodore James. Y- yes. Theodore James is very, very pretty. But next to Theodore James's prettiness, Miles Teller's delivery yeah. of pretty much every line he had in that whole trilogy was the best part of those movies. Um. Yeah. I have yet to see Miles Teller in something... Where I, or he wasn't one of the best parts of the other... Of I don't it. think I've seen him in anything else, I have I? Well, I've seen him in trailers for uh, War Dogs or whatever. Is that he, the one with Jonah Hill? Yes. Okay. He, he looks saw, great to me. Like, I saw the poster um, when we went to see Finding Dory. There, It's one of those things where, like, YouTube... When I was trying to watch something on YouTube, it was like, oh, here's yeah. a trailer. Skip ad. And I was like, no, let's see how... Let's see where this goes. Okay. Um, he was in Fantastic Four, which I didn't see. But he looked fine in it. <laughs> I can't think of what he was in. He was in that that drum that drum movie that I didn't see, but that looked good. I mean, that like almost won Best Picture. It was called Drum Super Drummer uh, uh, Whiplash. It was called Whiplash. I've never even heard of that. Um, I bet your husband has. Probably he's probably seen it. <laughs> um, he was in something that I'm that I'm I'm completely blanking on. Where I was like, he's great. Someone tell us. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he has, I think, a limited filmography so far. Okay. Um, so I could probably easily look up on, on Wikipedia what it is. Or IMDb. Um, I, you know you know what's funny? Here's, here's something that'll get a letter from Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. I don't like IMDb that much. Oh, I use it for everything. Well, not for everything. I don't look up recipes on it or something, because that would be useless. That'd be, that'd be weird. No, it would be. Um, but I use it for looking up all movie things. I, I use Wikipedia almost exclusively for that. I rarely use Wikipedia. That is so strange. Huh. Um, I, 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 something about the format doesn't, doesn't appeal to me. Interesting. Of IMDb. And something about the format of Wikipedia really, really appeals to me quite a lot. Interesting. Yeah. April, because April watched Allegiant recently. Yes, and she confirmed the Jeff Daniels watching via drone right. ending. Right, but couldn't. Hi, April. Hi, April. Um, couldn't remember if that was the ending she'd originally seen, or did not touch on if that was the ending she'd originally seen. Right, because my theory is that they had that they were originally going to go with the ending where everything worked out fine. Mm-hmm. And, and they then, released it in the theaters. And then they got a note back, or they got feedback from someone, or some something went and happened where they were like, "Oh, we messed up. Okay, we can we can we can fix this. We'll just CGI in some Jeff Daniels, cut that scene, move this scene to here, call it good, and we'll release a fourth movie." So what I want to know though is if that is the case, how is it that in all of the focus groups that I'm sure they did. Yeah. For a large scale movie like this, yeah. before the theatrical release, was nobody like, um, excuse me, the part where that character dies? Right. Where, where is like, that? That that whole, like, really major part of the book? Um, yeah. 
I'm going to need to see where that went. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where did that go? Yeah. Which, which, which sort of leads me to believe that, that you and I are wrong. Yes. So we, we have to be the ones that we are wrong. We have to be the ones that are wrong. But the fact that you and I both specifically remember the same thing that apparently didn't happen, <laughs> and we didn't see the movie together. Right. Like, if we had seen the movie together, then maybe we were being those assholes in the theater who were talking through, you don't do that, but... Sometimes I, no, it's I hard do. for uh, me not to talk. I'll, I'll I'll lean over and say things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if we'd seen it together, then... The I, likelihood that we were both misremembering is more likely. That we were not paying attention during a particular right. part or something. Right. Um, <laughs> the part where Jeff Daniels didn't explode. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. I'm still okay. Oh, what's he saying? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I Jeff. didn't explode. I'm Jeff Daniels. Oh, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Honestly, he makes... There's our new slogan. Oh, Jeff, oh, Dan- Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Is that our sign-off? Is that our sign-off? <laughs> oh, Jeff Daniels. Oh, Jeff Daniels. And done. It might We're be. trying it this time. We're going to try a couple different <laughs> sign-offs. Y'all let us know which one you like best. Um, I at least think it should be the episode title. <laughs> well, yeah, for real. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, oh, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> oh, Jeff Daniels. Um... But yeah, so I'll get that T-shirt up in the store. I mean, that sounds great to me. When I get a store up, <laughs> um, you know what's funny about Jeff Daniels? Have I already talked about this? Maybe is it possible I've already talked about this particular aspect of Jeff Daniels? Possibly. So he was in Gettysburg as like my favorite character in Gettysburg, uh-huh. and you have to latch onto a character in Gettysburg because that is a long ass movie. And it was like a serious like role, and like it was a moving role, and like his brother was there, and his brother of course got killed because that's what brothers do. Right. And it was really good, and so he was really good in it. But that I'm same, sorry, I can't. Um, that same year, Dumb and Dumber came out. Oh. So like, it was a long time before I realized that those two dudes were the same dude. Yeah. Mustache versus not mustache. And that Jeff Daniels can do both serious and not serious. Because right. once he was in Dumb and Dumber, I think he did a lot of not serious stuff. My first memory of him was in Pleasantville. That was good. He played that the was ice cream of, shop guy. Yeah, he was sort that of normal. That kind of the line. Yeah. yeah, he was sort of. That yeah. was sort of a nothing role. I mean, yeah. like in a not in a bad way, but yeah. like it wasn't like serious or funny. It was sort of like he's the ice it cream was, guy. It was an easy paycheck for yeah. him. And like a, like a non murdery ice cream guy. Yes. Um, <laughs> for right. instance um, For those of you who may or may not be Stephen King fans Right I know April knows what we're talking about She does because she just finished the book Yes, Goodreads, thank you yes. So it was weird for me that Jeff Daniels uh, was in both of those movies in the yeah. same year And like, he was in like The Newsroom Which was mm-hmm. a, um, which I never watched But which well, Kevin good. Kevin really liked it I watched a few episodes Was that Aaron Sorkin? Yeah, I like Aaron Sorkin Yeah The Newsroom was a little too... Newsy, yeah, not newsies, and not enough newsies, not enough newsies. A little too much news. Uh, breaking news: We have a newsboys strike outside of the of the. Now, see that one I would have watched. <laughs> no, it was just it was a little too much. Like just actually seeing inside CNN, yeah, which isn't a thing that he was very good at. It. Yeah, and I've I only do seen... really like Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, but I never like I didn't click with any of the characters. Yeah, it wasn't a premise that was all that interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I've only seen the one clip that everyone shows every now and again about like America used to be good. Yeah, that one. Which yeah. sort of, I'm sort of like, I don't know that that's a show that I want to watch. Yeah. 
But he was very kind of like broken down and bitter. Yeah. In that, which can be fun. Yeah. It's. I mean, it it was good. It was no Studio Sixty. Oh, uh, Studio Sixty. It was no. From what I understand, well, no, actually, it was probably pretty similar to The West Wing. I never. I've seen episodes of The West Wing. I didn't watch it. We have all of them. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Kevin's got the mm, whole DVD set. I may borrow those. Yeah, from you. sure. We. I watched the first six or so with a a guy named Hall. Hi, Hall. Hi, Hall. Um. When he worked, he and I worked in a lab, and basically we we set our instruments up, and then that was all we had to do that day. Right. So and we just, were the only ones in the building, yep. so we just went and watched. We watched a lot of Big Bang Theory, and we watched mm-hmm. some uh, some uh, West Wind. It was good. It was good. It's yeah. a little. I mean, I don't tend to fall in with like a lot of the political stuff, but I yeah. have. So I never watched it when right. it was on. But having Kevin having gotten the set and yeah. rewatched a bunch of it, yeah. I've realized it's not really about politics as much no. as I thought it was. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, Studio 60 was, was my favorite. Studio 60 was my favorite. Sports Night was good. I didn't finish it. I I hit a point where, like, for what, like, I got distracted by something else, like the new season of something else I wanted to watch. Right. Like, Kevin and I were watching it when there was nothing else, and something else started, and we never went back to it, but I need to finish it. Sports Night was a revelation to me about how, I mean, and and maybe this, maybe I've gotten the same thing from Gilmore Girls. Which, by the way, the more and more I think about it, and the more and more clips and stuff I see of mm-hmm. it, the more and more I'm like, yeah, that's you probably me. You need to me. watch Gilmore Girls. I really think that you would really like Gilmore Girls. Yeah. But how quickly they talk on Sports Night. Yes. I was like, holy crap, what is happening? Yeah. They're, blah. I mean, like, I hadn't, I hadn't experienced, like, someone performing a mammoth play, and I hadn't experienced, like, mm-hmm. there were a lot of things that I wasn't bringing to the table that probably would have helped me process yeah. that more. But, like, it was on, they would show it on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember being like, ooh, I like this, because I really don't have any idea what's going on. Yeah. It's sort of like, and it had a laugh track? Do I recall that it had a laugh track? I don't track? remember. I think it did. I Probably. think that was one of the weird parts of it, was that it was in that, in that, like, we still need to have a laugh track because we're a comedy show. Right. But right before that particular kind of style of show stopped needing a laugh track. Right. Ugh. Fun fact, yes. it had Peter Krause in it. Yes. Who was on Parenthood yes. with Lauren Graham, who played Lorelai on Gilmore Girls. Yes. And they, as of the last I was aware, are dating in real life. Did I know that? Maybe. I may have known that. He was on Six Feet Under, which is where I oh, know okay. him from. No, no, that's. Hold on. Let me take back that lie. <laughs> I know him from Sports Night. He was and, on Six Feet Under, which you are more familiar with his work on. Yes, that. <laughs> um, and Six Feet Under. Really made parenthood very stressful. I can see that. Because I kept thinking that character was... The character from Parenthood was the character from Six Feet Under. Yeah. Who had Boku problems, HBO style problems. Right. And not NBC style problems. Lots Uh, of boobs. He had just like... They were growing out of him. (laughs) Like Boobs everywhere. Like acne. Boob knee. Oh my god, that is a nasty, disgusting mental image. It really is. Let's talk about something else. Oh, Jeff Like Harry Potter. Okay. Harry Potter! We're going to talk about Harry Potter this week. Um, And and other related, Wand-related things. Wand-related things? Is that that how we're going to describe it? Yes. I don't know. Harry Potter had a wand. A lot of the guys in Harry Potter had wands. Some of the girls had wands. I mean, they, they wielded them. They, they, they knew how to handle their wands. They knew how I'm to saying. handle their wands. What? 
<laughs> I keep trying to think of ways to make this dirtier, and I can't, and it's upsetting me. When the magic would come out of their wands, sometimes it would take out the bad guy. That doesn't sound as dirty as I want it to. The magic would get all over the bad guy, and uh, the bad guy would be defeated. When two wizards really love each other... <laughs> they put their wands together, and the magic, magic comes out, out of, their, of their wands. And that's how babies are made. And that's how babies are made. <laughs> Um, so it was Harry Potter's birthday. This has been biology with unabashedly obsessed. <laughs> Unbiologically obsessed. Um, also true. Yes, so this weekend was Harry Potter's birthday. His birthday was Sunday. And he is somewhat older than us. He's like 36. Now? He was born in 1981. Yeah, so he turned 37. 35. He turned 35. Yes. Right. Which is interesting because in Cursed Child he is 37. And it presumably takes place... Oh, damn. I may have misread the, the stage directions, but I'm pretty sure it said Harry, Harry Potter walks on stage, age 37. But see, now hold on, let's, 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 uh, I'm sorry, this, it, it's so not important, but it's really important now to me that I know. That you know what? How old Harry Potter is. Are you positive about 81? I mean, without giving too much away, there's this. No, no, it was 1980, because there's... James wins! You were right. No, because they go back... I... They go back in time? <gasps> I was not going to say anything. You're really going to love the play. Yay! Um, there, there is a moment when they return to the scene of uh, Voldemort's initial demise. Initial demise, okay. When he kills Harry's parents. Yes, July 31st, 1980. So, happy 36th birthday to Harry Potter, um, like... like I feel so bad that I just spoiled it for you. You know what? The you know I know it's a spoiler that you don't mind, but I wanted you to discover on your own. I wanted the thing that just happened there (laughs) to be something that happened organically. (laughs) They go. (gasps) There may have been sparkles. Is all I'm saying. I don't like knowing anything about what's coming at all, as we've previously discussed. Except it's time time travel, travel. Right. right? Okay. You can sell me on time travel, and it's not a spoiler. I guess unless the twist is that it's time travel. No, no, it's it's not a twist. No, I mean, right, but I'm saying, like, in general, if it's like, what's going on? I mean, like, sort of like Planet of the Apes. Which I haven't seen. The twist is that it's time travel, and they're on Earth the whole, it was on Earth the whole time. Oh, okay. Um, And then he, at the end, he comes across the Statue of Liberty coming out of the beach, and he's like, Oh. oh, crap, we blew it up, damn it. Okay. And so, yeah. All right. So anyways, um... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We both like Harry Potter a lot. Yes. And with it being Harry Potter's birthday this weekend. Yes. And the Cursed Child, which I have confirmed it is it is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, not Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is the way my brain says it every single time I look at it because I feel like it flows better. Right. Well, there's there's she's, you know, it's an English sort of thing. Plus, you, you, one of your best friends in the entire world has a, has a Twitter handle that has that accent in Right. Me. I know. <laughs> and, well, but even before you got that Twitter handle, when I first started hearing about it, I just felt like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Like, it just had a better, like, yeah. da-da, like, it was almost iambic. Right. It just had a better flow to it than Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Huh. It's the first time that the ED has been in any of the titles. It sort of feels like there would have been something like that yeah. before. Yeah. But there wasn't. No. Um, we just had weird adverbs like deathly. Yes. The <laughs> deathly hallows. Um, I, we could tell Harry Potter origin stories if you want. Okay. Like how we got into Harry Potter. Oh, sure. Is that something you want to do? 
I mean, mine was super easy. My mom bought the books for my brother to read, and he didn't want to, so I did. Done. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I, I worked at Zany Brainy uh, when the third one was out, and the fourth one hadn't come out yet, and so I watched the hype build for Goblet of Fire. Okay. Um, and they had these parties and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I still remember that Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is 804 pages long. Because I was like, holy crap, how long is this book? And the right. answer is 804. Okay. <laughs> um, because uh, it was such a, it was the, and that was where they went from like, these are kinds of kid, kind of kids books. Yeah. To, okay, what is this that we're doing? This is a phenomenon all on its own. Yeah. Um, was between those two books. And I got told that like, for the costume party that we were, or costume contest we were having, whatever, that I should dress up as Hagrid because I was tall I guess you were probably the generally lar- like I mean you worked with a lot of tiny high school girls yeah at Zany Brainy yeah so you were tall and like broad shouldered and you were probably the biggest person at the store I mean it's probably kind of across the board the I... only one who could convincingly play Hagrid right yeah and there was the like one of the only other guys Carlos uh, was sort of smaller and hi, had Carlos. Hi, Carlos. Sometimes I see you at Target, and I don't say hi to you because I don't think you remember who I am and other reasons. Maybe if you wore your Hagrid costume, maybe you would. Maybe. So then um, I started reading. I at Zany Brandy we were allowed to check out books. Oh, cool. For a time, so I checked out the first several Harry Potter right. books, read them. Was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then, um, then when the movies, I think the, when the movies started coming out, then it became solidified in like the popular lexicon. Yes. Um, I went and saw the first several movies uh, when I would go visit my my dad in Boston for Thanksgiving break. Okay. We'd go see a Harry Potter movie when they would come. I don't. I probably saw them when I came home. Were we in college? Yes. When they came out? I probably saw them when I came yes. home from college um, with my family. I remember freshman year writing a paper. Um, for English class about Harry Potter and how... Because I guess it was, like, getting banned by certain... Yes. Like, was it churches? Like, certain church it groups was like were banning it? Churches and Christian schools and, yeah. and like... <laughs> and I wrote a paper all about how... That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, the title of the paper wasn't Banning Harry Potter for Religious Reasons is Stupid, but that was, like, the subtitle. Was it, like... Yeah, was it, like... <laughs> Have you read them? Colon banning Harry Potter. Right. Yeah, um, I got an A on it. He yeah, had, my my professor had absolutely no notes on it except for yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> because that's like if you think, and you know, there there are people that are Wiccan and witches, right. or whatever. I don't think I know any of them beyond they're in the there are some in the still buffering group. Okay. Um, we went to high school with a few. But I don't know if they are still practicing. Oh. Fa. Oh. Huh. Hi, Fa. Hi, Fa. Huh. I'm not sure how much... I don't I don't know how actually yeah. wicked she was. Right. But I know she at least dabbled, unless I'm horribly mistaken. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. And she may have been wicked in the way that a lot of the goth kids right. were wicked. Right. But I don't know. Right. Who knows? Yeah. She does. She does. Probably. Fa, <laughs> if you want to uh, write us an email and comment about why you're going to rate this episode one star <laughs> because of direct, specific religious persecution, 
Uh, you can do hey, so. At, we never said there's uh, anything wrong with it. No, in fact, nobody's what, persecuting anybody. We, not we yet. Just said, not yet, anyway. Hold right, on. not Let's yet, just... anyway. We all we said was that we don't know if you were Wiccan. Right. So if you want to write in and clear that up, you can email us at unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. Yes. Or join our Facebook group, Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed, and yeah. tell us on there, and we'll spark a whole discussion with all of the people we went to high school with. Oh my gosh. And they'll all join, then they'll all give us lots of money for no reason whatsoever. That's probably not likely, but no. well, you were saying about Wiccans. So, um... <laughs> That and Harry Potter are so not, not the same thing. The same thing at all. You would, I mean, and I think they did this too because they like to just find things to be scared of and, and to think are evil. But like Lord of the Rings is more like what we're talking about and more like what they're afraid of kids getting into. But kids have been into that. And like, I even get Dungeons and Dragons. I get things where it's like, hey, kids. You can learn magic spells and summon demons and 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 kill your enemies. Right. As a as a you know as an exaggerated example of what is basically you can hey kids you can uh, tell imaginative stories and roll some dice. Right. I get that. Harry Potter. There is no, other than like, I mean, roll doll level. Don't trust all adults. Sort of stuff. There's nothing. It's a story about good triumphing over evil. And friendship. And friendship. Hey, they're, they're a quartet. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and love. And, and love and sacrifice. They're more than and, a quartet. Well, if you think of uh, Hermione and Harry and Ron and Neville. Yes. I was going to throw in Luna, Luna right. and Ginny. Well, then there's the Order of the Phoenix. and, and yeah. I think I think a quartet can be... Stephen King, if you want to come on and clarify... It's clarified in one of the Dark Tower books. I don't think it has to be four. I think it's okay. usually four because I think that's probably easier to write. Probably. I know. I'm saying some incendiary things, Stephen. But if you want to come on, you can come on the show. Please do. Um, and we'll see you in September. Yeah, we will. Um, I think it could be more... But okay. that's the that's that's real Cotet stuff. Got it. So yeah, it's ridiculous for anyone to have objections to Harry Potter. If you don't like it because that's not your style or whatever, that's fine. Although I question I your style. Yeah, but you know, I have I do have some close friends that just it it was never something they were interested in. They tried to read it, it didn't grab them. They tried to watch the movies, it didn't grab them. And that's fine. And that's fine. They obviously didn't get to the part uh, with Oliver, um, Sean Biggerstaff, Oliver Wood, being just fantastic. Yep. Um, but fine. We, we watched um, Sorcerer's Stone this weekend. Yes. And yeah, the whole time he was on screen, I was like, <laughs> Wood and Biggerstaff. <laughs> that gentleman, uh, yeah. He has a wand. He has, he has a broomstick, if you know what I mean. And I do. He knows how to... Fly it? Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to make it go up. <laughs> there it is. We did it. We figured it out. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. Um, what always appealed to me about the Harry Potter books, and that's... I had trouble with the, the last one. Okay. Was that a lot of what it tapped into was my excitement about going to school. Okay. Um... I, my, my favorite part of the Harry Potter books were like, yay, new school year. And I know I'm losing a lot of fans with this. No, no. But I was like, 
I know. New books and new teachers and new schedules. Yay! One of my favorite scenes from all of... Well, not one of my favorite, but like each book has the scene where they go basically back to school shopping. Right. In Diagon Alley. Yes. And I'm like, I want to go back to... Like, back to school shopping is one of my favorites. Yeah. And magical back to school shopping? Right. Heck yeah! I mean, and I think I would have done kind of great at boarding school. Yeah. Because college was awesome. And camp was pretty great. I never did any kind of like sleepaway camps. Yeah, they're pretty great. I had I had an experience this weekend. Uh, we went to Great Wolf Lodge this weekend. I had an experience where I we were we were at this table by all the water slides and stuff, and we had like pizza going on and like pasta, whatever. And all of a sudden, like a smell of something. It must have been like suntan lotion or you know sunscreen. And is there a difference between suntan lotion and sunscreen? Yeah. Okay. And like, um, maybe like hot dogs or pizza or something, like all, all just camp hit me smells. and I was like, camp. I was like, oh my God, are we at camp? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, don't humor me. And I ruined it. <laughs> but um, if for a moment in my own personal romantic reverie, I was like, ah, camp. And I feel like boarding school is like that, only it gets to be winter too. Yeah. <laughs> I always liked the idea of boarding school. Yeah. Um, which actually, when I read prep, yes, it kind of killed all of my romantic notions of boarding school. Right. Because kids are dicks. Because is... kids are dicks. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you haven't read prep, read prep. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I need to read it again. It's Same been on my favorite shelf um, because I really liked it, but yeah. I should read it again just to kind of make sure. The only thing I really remember about it is the scene where they're talking about how girls taste uh-huh. like either fish or cheese huh and i'm like like when i read that scene i was like oh oh, oh. i mean i don't know but okay <laughs> cheese was just a new one i had never heard cheese right as a descriptor for right feminine flavor well <laughs> i'm not going to comment <laughs> um what the only scene that I have any impression of, and I mix prep up a lot with Middlesex, which I never read, um, and I don't know why that is, but I think there are similar scenes with like that was the one about the hermaphrodite, right? Okay, um, it was it is really really good. Is that the same guy who wrote Virgin Suicides? Yes, Jeffrey okay. Eugenides, yes, yeah. um, which I've never read, but I'm interested in. Um, yeah, Virgin Suicides. It was yeah. good. Yeah, I read it in college. It was good. But there's a scene in, in prep, I think, where um, when you imagine places that are like generic um, scenes, not specific, like you're not like you know the Empire State Building, or whatever. But like, right. do you imagine a place that you know that is that place? Most of the time, when I picture like when there's a scene that takes place in like a, a two bedroom apartment, yeah. I pretty much picture like mine and Vanessa's apartment from senior year of right. college, yeah. A generic teenage bedroom is always the bedroom I grew up in. Right. Which I think is part of why I always picture, like, any room. And we talked about this with Mercy, yes. the book versus the movie. My orientation um, of that room. I don't know if misery, we talked about Misery. Misery. What did I say? Mercy. Mercy. Yeah, misery. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my orientation of the furniture in that room is the way my room was growing up. Yeah. So I want you to talk to me about... So you mentioned Great Wolf Lodge. I want yes. you to talk to me about Magic Quest. Okay, so Magic Quest is a thing that is it's, not spelled 
So great. Why didn't you correct me on how I was spelling Magic Quest? Because I didn't realize that it was Magi Quest. Is it? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Magic Quest. Oh, okay. So you didn't know. Yeah. So, in, so that's why I didn't correct you. In Magic Quest, you are, and this is my first. This is my first uh, problem with it. You are a Magi. Yes. Uh, which let's just get this right out of the way. It's Magus. Magus is the singular of Magi. Is it? Yeah. I don't. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. I'm assuming they chose Ma. I mean, technically, they could call you a. a Kerfluffershnitz. Sure. No, yeah. I mean, and that's they, fair. And it's think, capital they, M and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I so. think they didn't want... To, they wanted to do something unisex. Right. They didn't want to say, you're a wizard, Harry. Right. Um, because, because they would have gotten sued. They would have gotten into sued. Into oblivion. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a wizard, Larry. Uh. <laughs> yep. So yeah. yeah, so you're a magi. You're a, you are a magi. Just don't think of it as magus. I, think, I, don't I, think of it as the plural of magus. Think of it as a whole separate word that was just poorly chosen. Okay. You are a kerfluffernut. And, um, kerfluffernitz. Kerfluffernitz. Sorry. <laughs> just a, say magi. You are a magi, and basically you get to build... I didn't. I wasn't there for the beginning of this, because okay. I took my son back to put him to bed. Right. So apparently you get to pick a wand... A wand shaft, and <laughs> yeah. a wand head that you get to put together... <laughs> I'm owning it. Um, yeah, just own it. Um, and you basically make your wand, which appears to be some sort of RF infrared sort of yeah. sort of activator thing. My daughter, of course, picked uh, the the LCS one. Yeah, uh, she actually she picked her her wand shaft was not. L- there was there, I saw another one that I was like, why didn't we go with this? Although I was I was we were standing in in that room and I was like. Oh, I bet Aaron's daughter picked that one and that one. Pink and pink. Yes. Um, we actually didn't do the package that where you got to pick the topper. Oh, okay. The wand topper. I guess we had done it... Um, well, so Kevin and I did it. Yeah. We went, uh, we, when, when we were in Myrtle Beach the first year that we went to, on vacation down there, we were walking around. They have like this whole like sh- kind of... I guess it's their equivalent of like a boardwalk but it's not really a boardwalk it's more of like a strip mall but like on a massive scale like it has like boardwalky type things but it's got like a putt putt place in it and a whole bunch of like little boardwalky type t-shirt shops but it's almost more like an outdoor mall not like a strip mall but more like kind of like the outlets up here yeah but but not but then it had like a carnival sort of thing to it also when you say t-shirts you're talking about like like those, like, like at the, the beach? Yeah, like, like the, you know, I went to Myrtle, my parents went to Myrtle Beach and all I got was this lousy t-shirt type right. t-shirts. Like, souvenir-y, boardwalk-y type stuff. Right. Um, but there's also a standalone Magic Quest. Okay. Magi Quest. It's Magic Quest. Yeah. I just like to say Magi because I know it bothers you. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's a standalone one. So the Great Wolf Lodge one, it's integrated into the hotel. Right, which we can come back to. Right. <laughs> but the standalone one is, it is its own building. So you walk in. So basically, Kevin and I had gone to dinner, and we were like, well, it's only 7, dinner's over, it's only 7.30, we don't want to go back and, you know, hang out with the sleeping kids and Kevin's parents, let's continue date night. Right. And he was like, you want to do putt-putt? I was like, no, I want to do that. <laughs> and so we went in, and we were, and like... There was nobody in there. Right. 
And we talked to the guy who was running it. We're like, is this, like, a thing for kids or, like, for anybody? And he's like, I mean, you know, it's designed so that kids can do it. But, like, we have adults come in here all the time. There's a group that comes in every Wednesday of, like, five 60-year-old women who come in and they do their magic quest together. And then they leave. It's like their standing weekly date. Okay. I'm going to need to... We're going to have to come back to that. No, no, we can touch on that now. Is it... Well, we, I guess, all right, so what my, what my daughter, and by the way, Matt was with me in the what is this, because right. he was also not part of the beginning. Right. So he and I were sort of trailing along with the group. Right. And we're like, what? We have to go back upstairs? Mm-hmm. So I guess what they were doing was the quests to get the runes. Okay. So I guess what you do is you go to this central area and a wizard says, hey, you want this protection rune? Well, you need to go find the book with the thing, the dragon thing, the talking clock, and the plate. Right. And then those are located in various locations. Um, in the Magic Quest facility. In the Magic Quest facility. In, in Great Wolf Lodge's case, it's part of like the hallway on the, on the uh, third and fourth floors. Yeah. Which is weird because you'd be like, okay, um, let me see if there's any more. Oh, nope, I'm by someone's hotel room. Yeah. Um, it only goes yeah. like 15, 20 feet down the hallway. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in actual like rooms. And if you've got a room that's like right next to the Magic Quest section of the hallway, yeah. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then... I imagine that gets loud. I would... I, it'd have to. And then there were actually a couple of things that were on the stairs. Yeah. So you take your wand and you basically like, all right, you're like, all right, here's the plate. So then you, you, you take your wand and you sort of point it and like wave it, it, flick it at the thing. Basically, I think you want to shake. I was getting sort of the idea of what, because like you don't want to touch. There's a point where you're supposed to be shooting it at it, but like you don't want to touch the thing to it. You kind of want to shake the thing. And I think what happens is that the topper shakes and activates the signal. Right. Um, and the topper kind of lights up, and then that comes out of the other end of the wand. Right. It's basically a scavenger hunt. Right. And they give you a little book that has the poem to help you figure, help you remember what it is that you're looking for and what order you... And some of, some of the things you actually have to go in a certain order. Well, there was one that was like, uh, you activated the hourglass, which, by the way, the hourglass at Great Wolf Lodge, I don't know who decided that, that vo- the voice of that hourglass needed to be sexy woman. Yeah. But it was like... Hey, why don't you try and run and find this freaking thing in 30 seconds? I remember Okay? That. And I was like, I'm sorry? What did my five-year-old just hear from someone? Yeah. But so what it turns she out... She wants you to point your wand. Right. Point it right at me. Mmm. That's great. That's magical. You need to be done in 30 seconds. Over there. Far away from me. <laughs> um, so my, my, my uh, our uh, like five-year-old cousin was like booking it like yeah. like faster than I've ever seen any kid his age run cuz he I was like all right just leave before she's done talking and you're cuz she's like you've 30 seconds ready go but if you're like all right and she's activated let me start walking back you can just walk and it's fine yeah. cuz it's like across the hall yeah it's not like four floors away on the mm-hmm. other side of the building right um but so, then you get all these four things, and then you have to find this, like, last place, which is where you get the rune that does the thing. So that was as far... So, 
I, I, I participated in, I guess, the middle third of that. Right. Then they went and finished that, and they became Master Magi. Okay. So then, my question is this. Once you've done that, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I saw that there was an adventure portion of it. Yes. So then, I'm imagining, correct me if I'm wrong, what I imagined is, that, that what I imagined is that <laughs> nice. you take the wand, your wand now, and you have all these runes, and then you go and, um, my cousin got killed by a dragon. Um, okay. They, he did not defeat the big red dragon. Okay. So you, you, but you like, all right, you have the, the, the frozen arrow, you have the protection thing, you have enchant and all these things. And those are like the spells that you've learned to help you on your adventure. Right. So like the frozen arrow might help you against the fire dragon, kind of Mega Man style, or like... I'm not sure if they put that much thought into it. Okay. <laughs> I've played in Myrtle Beach twice. Okay. We, we played when Kevin and I went, and right. I made him go back at least one more time, maybe two more times <laughs> that summer um, on that week-long vacation. And he was not all... Like the first time he was like... Okay, fine. But I took way too long to choose a character name. Uh-huh. Um, Guess what my daughter chose as her character name? Elsa? Yep. <laughs> we got it. Got it in one. <laughs> I am Princess Aurora Riversong. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. It took me a long time to come up with that. And when I finally did, I was like, yes, this, this, is, this is my character's name. This is the name that my character was meant to have. Kevin, meanwhile, had picked the same name that he uses for all computer fantasy RPG things, and he, like, wrote that down before I had even picked up the sheet. <laughs> and then he had to stand around for 15 more minutes while I decided on what my name would be. And just real quick, just, just for a larger scope, how long was it between this and when you decided that Dungeons & Dragons was something that you were interested in playing? Years? Three years? Holy crap. Yeah. Like, you should have been like, he, what, you, what, what... What your husband should have done was say, hey, let's not do this. Let's go play Dungeons and Dragons. He should have, but neither one of us, like, we didn't know about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. Um, For you. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a thing that was even on our, I mean, like, we knew it existed, but like, we didn't know anybody who played or had any interest in playing. Right. So, but yeah, so the following summer we went back to Myrtle Beach and Kevin had no interest in going so he went i think one time i went a couple times with kevin's brother he went one kevin came along once and i think basically let lorelei do stuff right um like just gave her his wand and was like here you do magic quest and she was three three. yeah (laughs) uh well she was three the first year she was four the second year last year we went to williamsburg and we went we went to great wolf lodge yeah and we couldn't find lorelei's pink wand that she had picked because she used it to play with and had lost it at some... Like, it's somewhere in our house, but right. we have yet to find it. Did you try Accio Wand? I did. Um, yeah. It didn't work. Ah, um, so what I did was I took Kevin's, um, Kevin's wand and I spray painted it pink. Yeah. And then I got gold paint and I painted all of the extra, like, the detail work yeah. onto it. And so we took that to Great Wolf Lodge. I also made one... This was last year, so Kaylee was two. So she wasn't really old enough to play, and we didn't want to spend money to let her play. So I just made her. I took, like, a wooden dowel and used hot glue to kind of give it some texture. And then I also spray-painted that pink and did gold detail work, and then I glued a rhinestone to the end of it. So that was Kaylee's wand. Right. So this worked out great. You're crafty. I am crafty, and Kevin made fun of me 
a lot for doing this. He was like, Lorelai can play with the black wand. I'm like, have you met our daughter? She's not yeah. going to play with the black one when they're, she used to have a pink one. So Kevin, Kevin took Lorelai around to play Magic Quest. Okay. I took Kaylee with me. Yes. And, like, it, you probably noticed, like, there are, like, the treasure chests that you could point your yes. wand at, and they would open up and give you gold. Give you gold, yes. Um, so That was I my would, daughter's favorite part. Yes. So I would have Kaylee point her wand at the treasure chest, and then I would point my wand at it. Yes. So I would get the gold, but she thought she had opened it. Right. And for a two-year-old, this was great. It right. cost zero money. Right. The, la- the girls, I, I was about to say the ladies, but they were all, like, 16, um, working in the shop when yeah. we went in to activate things saw Lorelai's spray-painted wand, they were like, that's awesome. We've never seen one like that before. Where did you get that? <laughs> and I had to explain that my child wouldn't play with one if it wasn't pink. Right. So I had to paint it pink. Right. So then you go on adventures and... Yeah. So I think we mostly did the quest, the like the rune quests. Okay. Um, I don't know that we did any... In Myrtle Beach, I did a couple of the adventures, but you have to have... You have to have done enough quests to get all the runes that you need right. to be able to do the adventures. And since I had gone there two years in a row, I had enough stuff. So um, It's different from location to location. I don't know about Great Wolf Lodge to Great Wolf Lodge. It may be the same. Okay. But the standalone one was like a two-story... Like, you walk into the room where you pick your wand and your wand topper and character name and all. And then they have like a little... A much bigger version of the little store where you activate everything right. and can buy stuff. And then you go into the actual Magic Quest room, and it's two floors, and it's huge. Yeah. It's it's very large. So you're so these, these women, these six-year-old women that would come in, uh-huh. would they... Is there enough... Is it like Dungeons & Dragons enough that you can continue on building things? Or would they basically be doing, like, the same thing? Like... Okay, Gladys, now let's go over to the Talking Rock and go to there. Okay, we there got that. be a point where you max out. Because yeah. I don't think that the Magic Quest franchise has expanded enough. I mean, it's in, like, the one in Myrtle Beach and the ones at Great Wolf. Like, all of these things are in, like, tourist towns. Right. Where they kind of assume that there will be people coming in and they will play for a day or two. Right. And then maybe come back next year, but I don't think they expect people to really come in, like, on a weekly basis. Like, they had, like, a birthday party room and stuff. Yeah. But, Hmm. I I guess, maybe there was, there may have been, like, an expanded version that I just didn't get the expansion pack. Yeah. I don't know. So, you have said previously, and and frequently, well, not frequently, you've said several times before, that you have a vision for Magic Quest being... A lot cooler and less cheesy. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. So, the actors are all terrible. Yeah. You the, definitely got the impression that that uh, they then filmed the X-rated version of all the scenes that they yeah. had done. Yeah. Totally. Like, the lady in the leaves is, like, a little... She was, like, on uppers or something. Yeah. Hi, I'm the lady in the leaves. Yeah. You have come to me to get the protection rune. I saw the... Yeah, yes. She's not she, wrong. I was going to say, I can't tell if you're looking at me because you're impressed or scared or a little of both. I mean, usually it's a little of both. Yeah. Just in general. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh. But yeah, and like the computer graphics, like all of it was very... It's cheesy. It felt like they had... if Like, Magic Quest is great if you are a location that you have a surplus of TVs and like 
um, VCRs. It felt like the like video yes. um, murder mystery sort of yes. quality thing. Yes. Or did you ever play Nightmare? No. Okay. That was an, I don't know what that is. That was a board game where you plug... It, it's an, it takes an hour. You plug in a tape and there's the gatekeeper who starts out. He's like just this like kind of gross looking old man and he gets grosser and older and scarier as the hour goes on. Right. And basically you have to beat the game within that hour or he like owns your soul or something. Right. Um, I still have it. I don't have a VCR, so I can't play it. Yeah. I need to get my, see if I can get my dad to put it on a DVD for me. Yeah. Um, cause it's a great game. We have a VCR up in our bedroom TV. Am I allowed in your but bedroom? But I'm not allowed to have girls up in my yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. That's, that's a big problem. We can't play the game. Honey, we were playing a board game. <laughs> 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 the thing is though, Kristen would probably be like, yeah, what, whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very, yeah, it was, it was, it was very like nineties era games that have a video component that are not actually video games. The one in Myrtle beach, because it was an entire standalone facility, I don't feel like it was kept up as well as like, you know, Great Wolf Lodge, they have to do a lot more, I guess, repairs and stuff just because it's kind of right out there and so they want to keep it all looking nice. Yeah. And the one in Myrtle Beach, you kind of get the feeling. It's like kind of like walking into like a high school props room. Right. Or costume loft where everything's a little dusty. Yeah. And kind of falling apart. Yeah. But. Yeah. So yeah, Kevin and I have talked about doing... Like, at some point, possibly opening up our own version of that that uses... Megas Quest. What? Megas Quest. Quest. Yeah. <laughs> um, possibly. That, but maybe we'll enlist your help with some of the writing of the, uh, the things. I mean, I, I'd be down with that. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's... I have a tendency to go to things like this. Yeah. And have a lot of fun with them, but also see how much better they could be. Right. Like, cycle it back to Harry Potter. This weekend we went down to um, Stanton. They were doing this huge, like, town-wide Harry Potter and the Cursed Child release festival thing. Right. And, like, they turned the town into the town of Hogsmeade and had, like, a sorting ceremony and potions class and all these things, like, wand making. Right. All these things, and I was really excited about it, and it was fine. It was actually very cute, but they seriously underestimated the number of people who'd be there. Right. And it wasn't very clearly marked out. So, the Great Hall, where they were doing the sorting ceremony, was a faux restaurant. Yeah. And it just had a small sign in front that said Great Hall. Yeah. And we didn't see that sign until we'd wandered around and asked somebody, where's the sorting ceremony? And then it was just, there wasn't like any pomp and circumstance or anything. Like they had house banners hung in the four corners and you went in and somebody, a a girl put a hat on you and had like a cootie catcher, like the little origami cootie catchers to help sort you into your house. Those are called cootie catchers? Or fortune tellers or whatever. I think it's regional. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like were I to have designed this whole thing, that would have happened in like, because they blocked off the main street, that would have happened outside. There would have been a microphone so that every child who got sorted got announced what house they were in. Right. And I would have probably enlisted the help of volunteers from the town to play members of those houses to cheer for the children who get sorted into that house and take pictures with people from your house. Yeah. 
and whatever. Like, get somebody to play Luna for Ravenclaw. Get somebody to play Harry and Ron and Hermione. Get somebody to play Draco. Right. Nobody was in Hufflepuff, so just, you know, Cedric, was, Cedric was in oh, Hufflepuff. Okay. Was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cedric Diggory was Hufflepuff. Didn't Gryffindor have two names in the in the Goblet of Fire? No, no Hogwarts, Hogwarts, had, Hogwarts, Hogwarts had, had two right, names right, in the Goblet of Fire. I took the Pottermore uh, yeah. sorting uh, again today. Uh-huh. I re um, re signed up for Pottermore because I had done it right when it was like right when it was like um, hey we're doing this Pottermore thing. See if you get like a yeah like here the beta for, yeah yeah yeah. Um, I did I did that. Uh, Kristen did that too. Um, we played with uh, the Sorcerer's Stone a little bit when it yeah. first came out. I didn't ever follow through on. It was same. too much. It was too much and not enough at the same time. I, I agree. Like um, it, I, I don't feel like the. I didn't get enough out of it. There, there was too much going on, and I had to click through too many things. Yeah. Without any real return on investment. I mean, there was some like sort of like, huh? Huh? I yeah. didn't realize that. That's cool. Stuff which was which was cool. Like yeah. I, I love that. Um, but yeah, not enough of it. Um, so they, I guess they rebooted. So what were you originally? I think I was Slytherin originally. So was I. Yeah. Do you I, think they re they rethought about what Slytherin was and re Maybe I kind of feel yeah. I kind of feel like maybe they didn't um, have a real good grasp on like it may have been a little bit of a random number generator yeah. kind of thing originally. Yeah. Um, because I am very definitely not a Slytherin. Like, I answered all of the questions in a pretty non-Slytherin fashion. Yeah, because that's... And not even on purpose. Power at any cost and... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm... I would put myself in Ravenclaw with strong Hufflepuff tendencies. Yeah. Raven... Alright, so Ravenclaw is like... I mean, it makes sense that you and I are Ravenclaw. Yeah. So yeah. By so way, when we when we resorted ourselves, yeah, you did it today. I did it a couple weeks ago. When or a couple months ago, I don't know. When Her- when Pottermore rebooted, everybody had to get resorted. Yeah. And we both got Ravenclaw. Right. Which are sort of the smart kids. James and Aaron, the honors class. Yeah. Of 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 school. The book smarts. Right. Yeah. Like likes to read for fun, sort of. Yeah. Deal. Um, I was taking some of them. I was having a hard time paying attention to my family and their and their needs and their and their conversations because <laughs> I was like, man, which would I save in like a fire and stuff? Yeah, um, that one was hard, and the um, your friend is or your classmate is cheating was really hard too. Oh yeah. Um, the rest of them. Oh, the which power would you have? I was torn between two. I don't remember what the options were, and I don't remember what I picked. There was uh, super strength, mind. Reading, mind reading, flying, flying, uh, talking to animals, invisibility, ch- invisibility, changing the past, and I think that might have been it. I think I couldn't decide between flying, invisibility, and changing the past. I was between changing the past and mind reading, and I went with mind reading. I think I probably went with flying. Yeah, because I'm afraid of heights. Oh, if interesting. If I could fly, I would have no reason to be afraid of heights. Fair. So, have you ever heard of the greatest American hero? Maybe. It was a TV show in the 70s about a superhero. 
Does in Breakfast Club doesn't Judd Nelson go running through the halls, banging the lockers and singing the theme song for that? Believe it or not, I'm yeah, not, yeah, uh, uh, maybe. I think that's the theme song for the Greatest American. It is, that is definitely the. There greatest is American. also a Homestar Runner reference to that. Yes, where he sings that. Yes, and yeah, if if that's what Judd Nelson sings, then this that is yes. definitely the theme song because I listened. I heard it today, and I heard it today. That may not be what Judd Nelson sings. I might be picturing. Judd Nelson and hearing Homestar Home Runner, Runner. <laughs> and combining the two. Um, the Greatest American Hero was apparently, and, and we're going to hear at least from Mark about this, because I know Mark knows about this. Right. Um, he was a superhero, but whenever he flew, he flew like, whoa, whoa. Oh, so he like was bad at it. Yeah. Okay. Like a, and like he always like crash landed. Oh, okay. But, like, he saved the day, and he had superpowers, and he was super right. strong, he fought crime and stuff, but, like, he wasn't great at flying or landing. And I think okay. that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, that's just, that's all. That, that, okay. I, that, I, was, I was picturing someone who was afraid of heights flying, and it being, like, really intense and scary for them, because they're like, oh, God, oh, God. I think if I knew I could fly, I wouldn't be afraid of heights, yeah. because yeah. you're not going to plummet to your death. Did I ever tell you about a dream I had... Where I could fly, but only if I concentrated really, 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 really hard. No. And I would only go, like... So you could, like, levitate. I could... I, but I could move, but okay. it was, like, super concentration. And, like, a foot off the ground. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Yeah, that's not really flying. <laughs> um, that's mobile levitation. Right. Um, there was a, a part of uh, the Adventure Zone that I just listened to that uh, one of them... Is like, all right, they're sinking in this swamp. Uh-huh. And they're like, I levitate. And they go out of the taco, swamp. Taco, yeah. Taco's and he's like, like all right, someone needs to push me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I have like 25 more minutes of this and yeah. I can't move. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Taco. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Taco, too. Uh, I love the Adventure Zone. It's really good. I feel the like arc they're in right now is awesome. I'm, I'm hearing that. I'm excited for you to get to it. They just got on the train. Actually, they just got through the, with the, the town of... Uh, the Motel 6 guy. The town full of Tom. Yes. It's not Tom Boswell because that's the dad on, on Happy Days. But Yeah. Um, I don't remember who it was, but yeah. But it's the guy It's the, you know, we'll leave the light on for I knew what they were talking yeah. about because they were doing a perfect reference. Yeah. Um, I just don't remember what the guy's name is. Tom yeah. Bodette. Tom Bodette. It. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I didn't get the reference because I don't know who that is. Uh, D- listening to DC 101 as much as I did in, in, in middle school and high school really helped me with my local commercial uh, Was that a reference. local commercial? Uh, it at least played on DC 101 a lot. DC 101 a lot. Interesting. So it must have made it all the way down to Huntington. Yeah. Huh. Up to Huntington? Over it's to Huntington? It's, I'm pretty sure Huntington is southern West Virginia. Oh. It's like huh. six hours from here. I always picture West, enti- the entirety of West Virginia. That makes a lot more sense about why it's so far away. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was like, oh, well, it's like you go the other way from going to Frederick. It's just Oh, like yeah, that. no. If you go six hours like that way, it's like if this is Virginia and this is West Virginia. Huntington, I think, is like down here. Oh, if you man. go six hours that way, you're in Ohio. Yeah. Man. Geography is weird. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I had anything. Oh. You, you, had, you, said you were going to say something when I told you that I was Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say is, I also am Ravenclaw, and I used to be Slytherin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so this weekend, the girls got sorted. Okay. Kevin declined to get sorted. Yeah, he did not want Slytherin. to. Lorelai didn't... And see, Kevin is so... Like, he's a Ravenclaw through and through. Yeah. But, I mean, he probably has some Gryffindor tendencies, but... 
Grimmer well, tendencies I, are uh, blind courage. Like yeah, well, okay. jumping into things without thinking. I guess he doesn't have Gryffindor tendencies. He probably has Slytherin tendencies because he likes to be in charge. Yeah. But he's not evil. Mostly. Hey, one of the you are named after two great professors, and one of them was a Slytherin. I can't wait for you to read Cursed Child. Chris and I had to talk about because we got the first two scenes from the Amazon yeah. sample, and so we read them, and then like twenty minutes went by, and I was sort of I sort of broke the silence by being like. So was it good that we read that, or was that like a tease of unnecessary proportions? And uh-huh. I think we decided that just seeing the epilogue from Deathly Hallows with the epilogue from Deathly Hallows already existing yeah. was sort of frustrating. Yeah. But I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so did you get to the sorting ceremony? Was that included? Nope. Or was it literally just on the It was the pl- literally just, the, the and then the train platform. went away, end of cycle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The sorting ceremony... But, it's a good scene. Uh, if 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 I if I may, you can literally go uh, read the sample without purchasing it at all. So I'm not worried about spoiling something from the second scene of the play that was also at the end of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Was the fact that Fred and George uh, made book on Ginny being a Slytherin in the in the epilogue? I, I don't, feel like I've heard it before. I did not know that, and I thought that was a fun little yeah. tidbit. I want to talk about. Something that I saw, and if if the answer is I don't know, I haven't seen anything about it. That might be for the best. Okay, they're doing a Doctor Who spinoff. Oh, called Class DW with something. I don't like that. I don't know if it's like how to. I don't know anything about. I literally saw a tweet about it that was mostly just a picture of the guy that's going to be in it. But it's not. Is I mean, because they did a Doctor Who spinoff. They did, they've done like several. Torchwood. Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures and oh, all yeah, sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot about Sarah Jane Adventures. But I don't know what this is going to be. But what if it's like... Class Doctor is a terrible name. It is. I'm hoping that I'm remembering it wrong. But that uh, relates because of British and school. Okay. And things that I saw in and my And things life. that we both like. Right. Do you think... Alright, so the, clearly the, the least popular Harry Potter book is... Order, Order of the, the Phoenix. Phoenix. Because right, it's just Harry whining a whole right. bunch. The most popular is... I, I don't know. I love Goblet of Fire. Yeah. I also really love Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. You'd think the Prisoner of Azkaban... Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter movie. Um, Probably true of me as well. I would need to rewatch them all. I think Goblet of Fire is my favorite Harry Potter book. Yes. I think I really love Sirius Black. Uh-huh. And he's in... Three, four, and five. Three, four, and... Right. Okay. I really like him and that whole aspect of Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Goblet of Fire, I think, is the most overall interesting story. Yes. Because it doesn't have anything to do with Voldemort. Right. Until all of a sudden it does. Voldemort, until it all of a sudden turns out to have been largely... Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think Goblet of Fire appealed the most to me because it was like, oh my gosh, who are we going to take to the dance? Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. who's going to win this tournament? Oh my gosh, look at all these other schools. Oh, creepy, weird. It was a lot of stuff that we muggles could identify with. Yeah. And then... And then with sort of like, oh, nope, it's also about this thing at the end. Yeah. And that's why the beginning of Order of the Phoenix was really tough for me, because it had been so long, because I read the first three in succession leading into the fourth one. Right. Like, the fourth one was out, I was like, one, two, three, okay, done, okay, now take my time with this long, freaking 804 pages. Order of the Phoenix was the first time it had been a long time since I remembered what was at the end of, of the fourth one. Right. And so when I, when it was like, oh, we don't believe you, we don't think he's whatever, we think Harry Potter's a liar, I was like, 
about what now? What's going on with this? Right. Um, about Voldemort being right. right. It was, and it's only very recently that I've watched them in succession enough, or I haven't. I haven't reread them. I need to do. A, I should probably do a reread before I die. I did a reread. I think last summer, and it was amazing. And yeah. I kind of want to do another reread now after reading Cursed Child. I almost started reading Source because well, my, my one of my rereads is probably going to be with my kids. Yeah, I keep trying to read it to my kids, and I keep getting halfway through chapter one. And they're like, this is boring. But, they, but they'll watch the movies. I got, so I think they're just too young for the... For the first chapter of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, yes. honestly. Yeah. Because for real, I was astounded. And I saw someone painted their entire room in the first chapter of Harry Potter. Like they... Oh. Whatever. Not much happens. It's a lot of... It's... What I would have called that chapter is, Mr. Dursley has a weird day in London. Yeah. And it's this... I mean, I, I know you don't have Star Wars as a frame of reference, but like... It's the beginning of, of of the first Star Wars movie of the Harry Potter books. Right. It's the one that you have to be like, yeah, I know, but it's really good, so just stick with me on this one. Right. Because, like, I re- I, we, we made it through um, the first... We, we actually made it onto the train okay. uh, with Lila, which was really good. But it was tough. We didn't even get to the letter arriving. Yeah. We didn't, uh, we didn't even get to going to the zoo. Yeah. We got to... Mr. Dursley has a weird day in London. I maybe need to skip ahead to where he actually, like, go Because the kids have seen the movie, so they know right. the plot. Maybe I need to skip ahead to, like, where they're at the train station. Do you own the uh, illustrated version? No. I keep wanting... I keep thinking I should buy it. Because it's gorgeous. It is. I have all of, like, the regular hardbounds, mm. and I got... At some point, I think last summer or maybe over the winter, Amazon was selling the Kindle Complete series for like fifteen dollars. Oh wow! So I, didn't I hear got about that. yeah. So I got that. I'm sorry, I would have told you about it. I I have those on on my radar, maybe not on my wish list, but like I think those are going to be how we probably read them. Yeah, I think they have. Did they have annotations? I don't know. I should go like, to an actual bookstore and look at them or look at the inside of them online. I mean, I'm talking about the Kindle ones. Did the oh, Kindle ones just No, the Kindle ones, it's just a Kindle book. I thought you were talking about the illustrated ones. I'm, I can't think of what I'm... Like, there's so many different formats of, of reading these yeah. days that it's really hard because, like, I think it'd be fun to listen to them. I know that, that um, Empire Strikes Back was really fun to listen. I got, like, the... Were they CDs or cassette tapes or whatever? I got, like, the radio drama mm-hmm. of Empire Strikes Back. And it's fun to be like to like because they do like the sound effects yeah. and like you know you know some of the dialogue and you're like all right let me you know flip over tape whatever and whatever right. I think Harry Potter would be fun to hear yeah that's been one of the ones that Kevin and I don't ever agree on books yeah and so for audiobooks for like long road trips we have talked about getting the Harry Potter ones and yeah. we were actually going to do that for our last Myrtle Beach trip yeah two years ago and we couldn't get any like none of them were available at the library yeah. at the last minute yeah and I didn't want to buy them yeah although those but, might be ones that are good are, that are good for those might be ones that are worth buying yeah, yeah. alright so uh, thank you to Jamie yes for we need, I didn't bring my post-it that has all of our housekeeping stuff thank you to Jamie Shaheen for our theme song did you guys know there was a ladder down here and we did we did know that Eventually. We, we now know that. We now know that. We time-turnered back to learn that there was a ladder down yes, there. Yes, and we get to see Jamie on Thursday. We do. He's going to be in town. We're when this goes up, we will have seen him. Yeah. Because um, time travel. Yeah, because time travel. Forward. At the same rate as everyone else. Yep. 
Uh, if you again, if you want to email us, oh, well, actually, let me back up. We are on iTunes. We are. Um, we would love it if you would join the the more than half a dozen people that have rated and reviewed our uh, our show uh, a five star rating and a nice comment. It'd be weird to give a five star rating and a mean comment. I suppose I'd take it. So, uh, if you'd like to, to uh, rate, review, and subscribe, of course, the standard thing. Yep. Um, if you want to give us less than five stars, sh- before you do that, shoot us an email or send us a tweet or something and tell us why. And yeah. if, if it's something that we can you know, address in the future and fix it so that you don't want to give us less than five stars, then we will do that. Exactly, exactly. And you can just give us five stars without leaving a review, I believe. Correct. But you can't review without leaving... A star rating. I believe that's correct. Um, if you don't want to write a whole review, and you just want to write the buzzword, today's episode buzzword is... Wand. Wand. I was going to say Jeff Daniels. No, we're gonna, no we, don't want to kill, we don't want to kill Jeff Daniels. We don't want to kill Jeff Daniels. For a number of reasons. Yeah. Because um, then we'll have to CGI him back in later. <laughs> <laughs> like that hasn't been done before. You can. We are also on... Uh, Stitcher, yep. which I investigated today, we do not have any reviews on, but there is a way to rate and review on Stitcher. Oh, good. I also investigated Google Play. There does not appear to be a place to rate or review on Google Play. Huh. So if you instead want to uh, come on Facebook and join our Facebook group, Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed... I was going to say, if you instead want to buy an iPhone... <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to just instead change what you listen to us on to something where you can, um, I also found um, playlist.fm or something. Okay. Player.fm maybe uh, also has our entire uh, series. Oh. Which they have sourced from Google Play. You can search Unabashedly Obsessed. Yes. I've found you have to be in the music section of Google Play to for Unabashedly Obsessed to get you where you need to be. That seems weird. But we're not really music. Yeah. Well, ball podcasts are in the music section. Oh, okay. And uh, we are also we are on Twitter, as we mentioned. Yeah, uh, at, at UFO Podcast. Today the F stands for Flutter Puppies. Was it Fluffy Fluffy, Dog? Fluffies. Fluffy Dogs. Fluffy Dogs. Uh, I am at unabashed unabashed James. And I'm at unabashedly Aaron. We are also on Instagram at unabashedly obsessed. Yep. I have posted some vines. From Unabashed James, no, at James, uh, ADD. James ADD, which is my other Twitter name. You can follow me there, too. Yeah, 80 the number, Eight, D. 80 D. I posted some periscopes from, from at Unabashed James, and uh, yeah. And you can also uh, like our Facebook group, which is just Unabashedly Obsessed. Yeah, we have a page, Unabashedly Obsessed. Right. I'm still figuring that one out. At some point, I'll get us up on SoundCloud, too. Cool. So, I just I have to finish editing... <laughs> All of the episodes. I think I think that's it. Um, we have some things in the works that we're going to be uh, that we're going to be talking about probably pretty soon we about uh, merchandise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Except not not merchandise because I said that not newsies. But I I was I was nervous that you wouldn't know what I was talking about, so I put a newsy accent on, so you would oh, know okay. what I was talking about. Sometimes... Our special line of uh, unabashedly obsessed newsboy caps. I mean, I'd, I'd be into it. If Cafe Press has them. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for us. Okay. We've talked a lot.